everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. Steve Ingold here with Steve Madsen. People know. Uh, you did a great job this weekend, man. Thanks. It was, a, it was such a powerful sermon, and I think the series in general over the next seven weeks are going to be, the, every sermon's going to be really impactful. I love how you said, let's not treat this as self-help, but... No. I've even heard it preached that way. That it's Love a is self-help. Patient. Now let's all be more patient. Mm-hmm. Love is kind. Well, it's, and it's just so... Here's the steps to be more kind this uh, week. Yeah. It just takes... The Apostle Paul would just be like, no, that's not what we're doing here. So so with that said, what are you what are you hoping over the next seven weeks that people really take away from this this series? Well, there's an intensity to the love of God that sneaks up on you. And I think the series snuck up on all of us as we were preparing, uh, even up to the table read on Thursday, where I was like, okay, here's how I'm going to open the series. And it wasn't that intense. It was just this and this and getting us all set up. Mm-hmm. And everyone around the table started telling their stories, their personal stories of hurt. Mm-hmm. And the sermon changed. And so we just launched the series with an intensity, that, and it's going to grow from here. Yeah. Uh, so my hope is that the agape love of God by the power of the Holy Spirit will fill the room, will fill when people are watching online, even the prisoners that are reading the sermon, that it will come through to them and that they'll just be overwhelmed by God's love. Hmm. Even today, uh, this weekend, it was crazy how many people were having such an intense emotional reaction just to be told that their stories are more common than they think and that God loves them better than anyone has ever loved them. And so the key to, to even reading and studying 1 Corinthians 13 is to just receive the love of God mm-hmm. and not try to do anything at first. And then out of the receiving it, you just get filled up and filled up and filled up, and then you start expressing the love of God. And so you're not trying to be more patient. The right. patience of God is, is saturating you, and then you become more patient. The kindness of God saturates you. Yeah, and I think, I think too, just as you were, you've been talking about that, maybe just even an awareness of what it means to receive and accept God's love, mm-hmm. which is really difficult for some people. It's actually difficult for everyone um, because you're receiving something that you can't pay back and you can't earn. Hmm. And that is contrary. Most of us, that's contrary to our nature. And you don't trust it. Right. It's contrary to any relationship or the way we approach relationships. No, you well. receive and you give and you receive and you give. Mm-hmm. Now, in the end, you do give God's love back to him, and you do give God's love to people, but not until you've received it. It's not a reciprocal relationship where he loves you, you love him, he loves you. Mm-hmm. you love, it's like, no, 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 no. 99% of the love that you have for other people that is really godly just came from God, and you just handed it mm-hmm. to somebody else. So, so to someone who's not the kind of person who naturally like opens their hands during a worship song and you know kind of receives something, what I would say would be, You're allowing yourself to be loved by God, even though you know what a buckethead you are. Hmm. And you're not making a deal with God. You know, if you do this for me, I'll do this for you. No, God doesn't need to make those deals. He doesn't, you don't have anything he needs. But instead, what he really craves, needs, is to love you. And that's crazy. You're like, wait, that's what you want to do is just love me? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I think for a lot of us, and we can talk about this a little bit more in a moment, but we don't necessarily know what that looks like because we haven't experienced it or we've never um, seen it exemplified by someone else. But you told a story about Mrs. Lady, right? Your yeah. Well, even what's even funny, in the Assemblies of God, we called each other brother and sister. She was so sister she was lady. Sister lady, <laughs> which good. is just so funny. Are you my sister? So, Are you my lady? So sister, Mrs. Lady, was your fifth grade Sunday school teacher? No, my fifth grade teacher was Mrs. Givens, but uh, Mrs. Lady actually started with us in second grade and then graduated up with us for several years. That's how Mrs. Adamson was for me. Oh, she was our best. She was my. And when a kid's going to church and they're looking forward to it, that's mm. such a good thing. Mm-hmm. So who else besides. We heard about the warm banana nut bread, which made me ridiculously hungry when you started talking about yeah. it. But uh, well, I didn't tell you she churned butter, like she made her own butter. Mm-hmm. It's the Midwest. You're in the Midwest, right? Yeah, yeah. Lawrence, Kansas. That's people. People just make their own and butter then in the Midwest. Ice cold milk in a thermos. <laughs> Did she milk the cow for it too? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, who, who else? Who else besides Mrs. Lady really exemplified? So many people. That's why when people tell us these stories that I've never, I've never experienced it. I believe them, but I've not experienced it. I've been unconditionally loved every day of my life, mm. and it, so it starts with my parents, um, mom and dad, and uh, yeah. So and then my wife. Mm-hmm. I mean, even when we were first dating, it wasn't just that she had a crush on me or something. She truly loved me yeah. and accepted me, and I I struggled with that. Like, but yeah, I have starting with family, but also within the church. One of the things that saved me from all the weirdness in church, and there is weirdness, uh, was the truly good people that were in the middle of that, that those church families yeah. that just love me. How about you? That, I think that's something, Amanda, what you just said is something Amanda and I talk about a lot. Yeah, definitely my folks and my wife. Like I've experienced that love and even thinking of Mrs. Adamson, my Sunday school teacher, and then my youth leaders growing up and the guys that really invested in me. But the people in the church, like there, you, you talked about and referenced the weirdness that's out there, which there definitely is. And it's sometimes it feels like people want something from you. They do. But there's the people who you experience that are just like really mm-hmm. Good, good, loving, caring, compassionate, generous, gracious, kind. Right. Like there's, I experience them every week. I walk into Cornerstone where they're just like, yeah, Steve, you just they, they see you for you, not right. for what you can give them. That is one of the beautiful things about pastoring in this church, and all uh, so many of us have are raising pastors' kids, yeah. and I'm so grateful to the Cornerstone environment for how. Cornerstone treats the kids. Mm-hmm. It's not like, hey, your dad's a pastor, so you should behave yourself. It's like, no, hey, you should just behave yourself. Yeah. Uh, and I love you. Right. And then, yeah, we do. We have a loving environment. And I think uh, during this series, we're going to even intentionally become a more loving environment yeah. because I'm convinced that that's the way we're going to reach the Bay Area is through true love. Well, I, th- I think too, I had, there was a guy that walked in today and he just said, I'm so excited about this series. I really need to hear everything you're going to say. And he didn't even know how you were approaching. Yeah. It I had week. another guy tell me there's so much anticipation around this series. I, and he was like, kind of looking at me like, I hope it's going to be good. And I'm like, trust me, the Holy Spirit <laughs> yeah. is moving in this place. And sure enough. 
Yeah. As we ended the services, and I kind of put out that where everybody lowered their eyes, and I just asked people, if you had these experiences, you cannot believe how many people. Mm. And they, you know, either like this or even looking at me like, yeah. Uh, well, you talked about it being an emotional experience for a lot of people. It was an emotional experience, has been so far for two services. Yeah. For you. And the conversations after. My goodness. It's crazy how much we need the unconditional love mm-hmm. of God and how much we have been hurt. What, what are you telling those people when, because there's, you and I just talked about, we've never experienced what it's like to not be loved well, I don't know if you can see, but my shirt is wet. People have been people cry- crying. People, I've yeah. been hugging people, and as they just start crying, mm-hmm. men. Um, what was your question? What, what are you? What are you? What, how are you comforting? How I'm are you listening. Weeding? Like I'm just listening, and then praying, and yeah. then just encouraging. Don't run from this. Hmm. I mean, if you have a wound and I touch it, you're going to pull back. Right. And I'm just encouraging people: be brave, lean into this. Hmm. Um, the, the anesthesia will come when the hard part of the surgery comes. Right now, it's just the probing. But the Holy Spirit will, he won't put you through something you can't handle. But he also wants 2019 to be the year of healing for yeah. you. Yeah. Because here's what's at stake. If you never receive the love of God, you're not going to love yourself. If you never love yourself, you're not going to love others. And you're not right. going to know how to love God. And you're going to have a miserable life. Mm-hmm. You're going to spend all of your life compensating. Mm-hmm. And God doesn't want us to have that life. No. Well, I think that's the cool part about Cornerstone, too, the environment we talked about. It's not just for us as pastors. Like everyone that walks into this building is greeted by, or any of our any of our buildings, is greeted by someone who genuinely looks at them as a child of God and says, I love you, I care about you, mm-hmm. and we're not going to try and fix you right away or fix your problem, but we're going to be present for you. And I, I really hope so, and I hope that some of the people that come to us that are a little more obnoxious or a little more difficult to love, that we understand there's reasons behind that. And God's love will eventually heal them. Love wins. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. I'm, I, I think that's why I'm, there's so much anticipation for me around this series. Right. You're next weekend. Yeah. I'm teaching on patience, not a self-help version of patience, but so much of what you're talking about because mm-hmm. I write a little earlier than you do. I think you write like on the day before sermons and I write. Yeah, I start like, thinking about just like right before I get up on the stage. <laughs> um, but no, like so much of what you're talking about, just the the Greek word, and we'll get into this next week, for, for patience is better translated as long-suffering. Yeah. So how do you long-suffer with Ugh. people? How do you Ugh. long how do you long-suffer for what God, the situation God has you in? And yeah. And recognizing how God has long-suffered for us. And to truly love someone might mean long-suffering mm-hmm. for the prodigal, mm-hmm. um, for the, or just the autistic child mm-hmm. uh, that they just, they're going to need extra work. It's long-suffering to love that person. It's not that you don't love them. It's just that it's work. Yeah. And God can help us with that. Right. He well, can change us and turn us into lovers of people. And that's what's that's how we're going to reach people. We're not going to reach people by preaching to them or by giving them doctrine um, or telling them what they're doing wrong in their lives. We're going to reach people when we touch their pain mm-hmm. and we give them love. Yeah, that's going to be great. It's going to be great. So I would just encourage all of you to stay with it. Also, we're memorizing 1 Corinthians during this time. So uh, they'll put up the link, uh, you'll see it right here, and go to that link, and it's going to help you memorize 1 Corinthians 13. Now, we've already finished verses 1 through 3, so you need to get started, because next weekend, 
we start verse 4. It slows down then, so the memorization will get easier, but uh, get started on memorizing it so that you know the whole chapter. So you could just stand up at a wedding and just quote it and impress everyone, <laughs> well, which is the goal, yeah, impressing that's people. The whole you talked about that today, how important that is. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the other thing, if you haven't if you haven't connected with us on social media, that's a great place to look for it as well as Instagram, Facebook that has all the, yeah. the memorization tools. The team did a great job with it, so it's good. So yeah, well thanks, all buddy. Right. Appreciate you and uh, love you guys. We'll see you soon. God bless.